what's going on guys hey it is the culture jack podcast and we're talking hawkeye episode four on this episode thank you for tuning in guys we're only two episodes away from wrapping hawkeye and there's so much going on in this show it's it's very very exciting very cool and uh i i'm just ecstatic and but i i guess beside myself to some degree with uh their approach on it i was expecting uh kind of a catch-up kind of a lax episode kind of hanging out you know a little bit of this a little bit of that and we got a little bit of that um and so much more in this episode so guys if you have not listened uh to the previous episodes and you are not caught up on uh hawkeye <clears throat> i don't know why i just did that yeah hawkeye episode four there's gonna be some spoilers a couple of spoilers in this one folks a couple so uh there is the disclaimer and before i dive into it guys hit that uh follow button if you guys are new to the podcast, we appreciate that. Of course, share and re- drop a review on your favorite podcasting platform. Let's dive into this episode. So we're at episode four in Hawkeye. We've got a lot of stuff going on in this episode. So I'm going to attempt to, to you know, give a little bit of justice, give some speculation, give some thoughts. And uh, yeah, let's just kick this thing off. So the fourth episode picks up right where the last episode ended. And that is with Ronan walking down the hall in Eleanor Bishop's home while Kate was just on the computer discovering that Kazi worked for Sloan. Sloan um, is what looks to be kind of a shell company. Kazi's a uh, tracksuit mafia uh, lead or, or one of the head henchmen. And so some stuff is coming together. We got Clint Barton walking down the hall. Bam, the Ronin blades out. And you got Jacques Dupree, a.k.a. the swordsman, standing there. And we get kind of this interesting shot of him kind of questioning. Eleanor Bishop comes in and is like, oh, my God, and it's Avenger. And there's a funny dialogue from Jack Dupree calling him Archer. Uh, and, And then it kicks off. So what's interesting is dude stole this sword. And I'm going to, I'm going to go off on tangents on, on some of this stuff. Dude sold, stole this sword while other, other artifacts were stolen as well. And he like, he ain't hiding it. I mean, dude had this specific sword. This house is filled with swords. Okay. So it's just interesting to me that he elected to use the Ronin sword or have the Ronin sword out at this time. Um, clearly it's, it's to keep the continuity of the Ronin story and the importance, um, throughout, but nonetheless, I thought that was interesting. So there's some dialogue between essentially Eleanor and Kate and, Everybody, we find them sitting at a table together again with a katana kind of separating, dividing the table. You've got Jack Dubois and Eleanor Bishop on one side of the table. You've got Kate, Kate Bishop and Clinton Barton on the other side of the table. 
Uh, it's interesting because the dialogue begins with Eleanor saying, Hey, someone just logged into my account from the apartment here 10 minutes ago. Kate, what's going on? She deflects. <laughs> completely deflects uh there's some dialogue about being partners and this and that again total kind of a total deflection you've got jack trying to be kind of a sweetheart i do want to thank you for saving the world mr hawkeye okay okay uh but eleanor fires back kate came up with some some bs essentially saying that they're partners they're on an avenger mission this that and the other eleanor inserts herself and then essentially kind of ejects Clint because Kate was getting up and it's like, Hey, we're going to dip out. She says, no, you need to stay here. We need to talk, but I will see you out Clint. And, uh, that's what, that's what we see. We see him get kind of escorted out of the room. Some interesting dialogue again, though, from Eleanor here, you know, she, you know, she, ex- essentially wants to sound sincere and be the mother. And, you know, let me clarify, she's not a hero. You know, Kate's Kate's not a hero, essentially. Uh, and you can see what happened to Natasha, this this dialogue to where it's like, you know, I, I want my daughter to be in one piece. This stuff you're doing is dangerous. And we know what happened to Natasha, which is interesting. Um, it's just interesting how they they play that dialogue. She also mentions, hey, uh, I don't know if you have kids, but uh, I believe you have kids. It was a very interesting dialogue. Um, and it's kind of back and forth. And she essentially kind of ends the conversation with, so can't you just forget this case? He's like, no, no, I can't forget this case. But, uh, you know, thank you. I'll, I'll try to make sure Kate is okay and off they go he goes down the elevator she steps into another room where she is on a phone call almost in a panic hey i need to talk to you we've got a situation call me back immediately and that's it no it was a message that was left we also at that point uh get a clip that clint barton stole that ronin sword so That's the opening sequence of this show. Now, um, Clint calls uh, Laura, his wife, and actually, I, I should have said it before. He he messaged and uh, was requesting information. She's involved. He ends up talking to her, and they end up kind of going back and forth. She confirms that um, the tracksuits... Uh, somehow, somehow, and if you paid attention to this, she, and I don't think it was her, I think it's a mutual friend of theirs, whoever that may be, ended up getting a tracksuit, borrowed a tracksuit <laughs> employee, and made him talk. There's some of the dialogue, um, but come to find out the Rolex is missing, in which we kind of knew already, and a little bit of dialogue about the importance of said uh, Rolex and then we get the dialogue that Jack or the confirmation I should say that Jack is the CEO of Sloan and which is kind of a financial front for the tracksuit mafia 
So it's interesting, um, kind of the dialogue between himself, and, uh, you know, Clint Barton and Laura Barton, because up to this point, you know, you, you got kind of an idea that maybe she's connected somehow, but not. We still don't know. I mean, she switched over to German, so the kids didn't understand what she was saying. Um, she clearly has connections to something because if she got, if she knows someone that could get a tracksuit to talk, she is at home with her kids. There's there's some connections going on that I don't think have been um, uh, presented to us as the audience throughout the whole series, other than what I think it was in I think it was in Endgame when uh, the group showed up at Clinton's house, uh, Clint Barton's you know family's ranch there and. Uh, Tony Stark made a comment in regards to, oh, she's definitely an agent um, with with no dialogue or, or anything seen beyond that point. And now we're seeing her actively interact and almost support what Clint's doing. Now, the support thing I could get because if she's been married for a long time, um, but it leads to a lot of questions. Uh, most notably, you know, was Laura Mockingbird? And if you did not know, Mockingbird was a love interest of Hawkeye in uh, older generations of the series. We don't know that that's not confirmed. It, it's speculation. It's speculation. So anyways, Clint now knows, okay, the Rolex was stolen. The Rolex, you, it comes out a little bit later, but ultimately uh, is an important thing for a friend from the past who is retired. And again, you could speculate, you know, is this friend from the past? Is that Nick Fury? Because that doesn't seem that doesn't line up to me. Or is this a different character? That means a lot to the to the uh, uh, story arc before. Clinton Barton worked for Nick Fury in the shield. I mean, there, there's a lot of different angles on that. Regardless, it's important. Um, I did watch some videos and read some dialogues where people like it was her watch, but why would she wear a vintage Rolex? I don't, I I just don't see it. It doesn't make sense. Her as in Laura. So let's keep going though. So Jack steps out. So we're back over with Kate and she gets a few moments alone with her mom. And she says, Hey, we need to talk about Jack. That was deflected in a quickness saying you need to give the guy a chance and then he comes back out and she's just kind of hanging out and you, we get this uh, kind of this odd, oh, kind of an odd, almost like a, uh, a fake sequence of some dancing, some very poorly uh, utilized quotes uh, to some degree. Life is short and you're never sure what you're going to get. It's like a, culmination of Forrest Gump and uh, Ferris Bueller that that was defunct everybody that that's that's no knowledge at this point but there's just this banter that this comedic romantic banter between the two that almost seems seems fake in my opinion it seems very fake uh, Kate seems to be quasi pleased by it but nonetheless it's it's very peculiar uh, very peculiar a- activities because her mom does a dance. Now she's dancing and just some of the activities. So again, you're kind of left in this position to where it's like, what, what there's definitely something going on with Eleanor Bishop, Kate's mom and Jack Dupree, because a Jack seems shady as fuck doing all the sword stuff. Uh, the other guy was murdered by a sword. He's got the Ronin sword. He 
jack that, you know, he's like, what is the dude up to? So we leave that. And there, there was just a lot of interesting dialogue and sequential things that happened there. And uh, we, we get back over Clint Barton's at the apartment. He's icing up. He's got like what appears to be like adult beverage mix bags taped throughout his body. He's just chilling. And then uh, we get Kate Bishop arriving back. She's got a pizza. She says she's got a new costume. She's got movies because they're going to do movie night. She's got all of these things. We're going to make something of the night. And uh, they do to some degree. Right. So you get some you, you get quasi classic, you know, entertainment style or movie style character building. She kind of plops down, says, hey, we got these movies. Let's do this. Um, and then he kind of says, well, wait, let's uh, let's talk about Jack Dupree, because here's the facts of life. Um, Jack Dupree, he, he explains, you know, he's the CEO of Sloan, uh, who lends money to the tracksuits, who's, who's essentially kind of the front in the financier for the tracksuits, this, that, and the other. The dialogue kind of runs off. And then, um, actually, let me grab this. Let me grab this because I'm going to mess this up when I try to explain this. Uh, let's see. Let me look this up real quick. trying to pull this information so there's several there's several of these these tips about maria mora brandon who if i remember correctly ended up buying the spot that uh hawkeye ended up moving into in in the comics in the continuity over there um and uh he started the west coast avengers as the lead for oops Dang it. Let me punch this in. Um, and that's Mora, Mora Brandon. Yeah, I'm not getting it. Anyways, uh, her aunt, Mora Brandon, you've seen posters kind of littered throughout the show. Uh, they're, they're staying at the pad, at her aunt's pad. She was a celebrity. You know, we haven't really seen her, seen her. Um, but we have seen plenty of movie posters with her on it. Um, they end up, <clears throat> they end, or she ends up drawing on her poster. That's the reason I bring it up. And it's cool because this character does have, this character does have some uh, continuity within the story uh, as far as Hawkeye goes. So I appreciate that they're throwing in some of the stuff that, you know, they, they're going to change it. They're not running in comic book continuity necessarily, but nonetheless, it's cool to see that it's in there. So that's Maura Brandon, her aunt. Uh, anyway, she writes on this thing, talking, you know, trying to build up this plan. There's a funny scene where he's like, hey, uh, is that permanent marker? No. And then they try to cover it with a tree. It's character building, guys. So they're trying to discover and, and uncover kind of what's going on. And now this is kind of the the, the fun scene between the two characters. They're, they're screwing around. They're having drinks. Um whatever that juice mix was, which I, I think they were trying to allude to it being like an adult beverage and they're loosening up and talking shop and, and having a good old time. 
So, you know, it, it, it's a fun, I, I don't know. I think it's just kind of a fun way to do it. And so <clears throat> the, the dialogue continues and ultimately it, it turns into, you know, conversations. Hey, we need to get more trick arrows. There isn't more trick arrows. There's, you know, here, here's kind of the soft plan kind of situation. And then there's some funny dialogue about boomerang arrows, which is actually, uh, it's actually really funny. So Kate brings up, Hey, why don't we get, why don't you have boomerang arrows? And the funny thing about that, of course, cause it's like, cause I don't want to dodge the, the arrows that I shoot out there. And what's funny about that is, uh, in the, in the, uh, comic book, I, I believe it was the Matt Fraction comic book. She, uh, Clint Barton actually was touting how badass boomerang arrows are, and she was talking trash. So in the show, they reverse it. There's just quirky, cool things about the show about this. There's a, a shirt she wears that was actually from the comic book that is a representation of the dog that the Russians sent to space. Uh, same shirt. It, it's just it got a lot of cool, cool little nuanced things in it. So, anyways, let's keep let, let's keep it keep it going there. Any so again, they're doing this like this scene, this escalating scene of relationship building to where they are communicating. Now there's some dialogue back and forth. Uh, they're talking some plans. They're screwing around. They end up, uh, Clint Parton talks about uh, being able to knock a man out with a coin or kill a man with a coin or whatever it was. He flicks a coin. He shows her how to flip, you know, flick a coin. Um, so you get again, kind of the relationship building that, that was in my opinion necessary. Now, they end up getting up and, or actually, you know, Clint pulls his, it's a, it's another scene. He pulls his earpiece out, his hearing aid and uh, goes to sleep. There's a, a sequence of whether he's in a ninja costume or a Ronin costume, beats up some dudes in a fan, has the uh, flashback of Natasha Romanoff, AKA Black Widow, AKA Scarlett Johansson falling. And, uh, you know, and then we cut over to the morning where it's like, hey, this is what this is what we're gonna do. I want you to get a hold of these LARPers because one of them's a cop. I want you to try to retrieve the uh, remaining of the arrows that we can get, and I'm gonna go talk to Kazi to see see what we can do here. And it is it is the same LARPers. There's there's it's actually a pretty cool and interesting story. Nonetheless, the, one of the LARPers is uh, Wendy Conrad, a.k.a. Bombshell. There are other LARPers there that uh, comprise a team. In this show, it doesn't do that, so I'm not going to dive into that, but it's awesome that we're seeing these same characters with the same nicknames, uh, and they're out there screwing around. Kate goes down again, talks uh, Wendy Conrad into helping to try to retrieve these arrows. Meanwhile, Clint Barton goes and surprises Kazi in the parking lot and essentially is like, you know, you got to get Maya to back off because uh, I'm we're trying to end this thing. She doesn't want to end it. The big guy that's over all of it doesn't want all this attention. Let's just try to get this thing to quit because, A, it's dangerous, and this is your last warning. So that's it was the, the final warning shot that's like, get Maya Lopez off my ass. Uh and tell her to call it quits on the Ronin investigation, or you guys are in for a world of hurt that you don't want. <clears throat> so that ultimately is what happens. They're, they're a little bit of a funny sequence because Clint Barton, of course, took 
Kazi's gun, took his hidden knife, this, that, and the other. Anyways, good episode or good, good sequence. Um, and, and again, you know, he, he explains that, you know, I think you're smart enough to figure this out and you're the only one that can talk to him because she's chasing a ghost, you know, again, this is the final warning, tell her to back off. And, you know, her boss doesn't like this shit because it's drawing attention. Then we cut over to the LARPers are not the house. Dude's cooking snickerdoodles. Uh, Kate's getting fitted with like some kind of leather tunic uh, or or leather armor. And then there's just this funny, this funny thing. And you see Clint's like, what the hell is this stuff? Um, come to find out, Kate has agreed to uh, provide materials uh, for these folks to create costumes. In return, they will get the arrows plus some information. Hawkeye's uh, Clint Barton's a little a little flustered with this, and then the arrows show up, and of course they're brought uh, brought over by no one other than Wendy Conrad, the bombshell, who was the cop, the LARPer. Um, and it's funny because they make the, they make a very distinct point where it's like, don't you have your own bag? My wife gave me my bag, and it says bombshell right on it. He's like, no, no, just give me the bag. So. They make a quick exit because the Rolex was now discovered. They got an address. Let's go figure this out. He tries to leave her. Doesn't happen. She ends up going. We cut over to an evening scene up on some rooftops. Again, some dialogue, some banter back, a little bit of banter back and forth. Nonetheless, Clint's trying to explain a plan. Turns, does a classic uh, kind of pullback shot. Looks over as he's explaining. She took off on him because they're looking at this apartment where the Rolex triggered uh, or they were capable of uh, pulling a signal of some sort, and now they need to retrieve it. So Kate runs out and, uh, you know, is being a young, cocky superhero or trying to be to some degree and uh, says, you know what, I I, I got this figured out Uh, after being explained. Well, I don't know that she heard it all, but it was explain to her on how they should do it and she went about her own way on how she's going to enter the uh, apartment in which the rolex is located so with doing so she ends up you know essentially kind of talking a older gentleman into letting her help carry the bags gets in the building gets upstairs gets to the door picks picks the door um sees some blinking some strobes hits those bad boys with some putty arrows and then all of a sudden it's on and the sequence oh excuse me she finds the rolex and then she finds a paper tablet which was interesting because it had all of the uh names of clinton barton's children and i believe the location as well on this pad of paper which if again if you rewind a part of the deal with shield was to leave his family off of any kind of records and this, that, and the other. So whoever retrieved that information clearly has the inside track on Clint Barton and his families, which is interesting. So she locates that. And then we, we, we start to discover, Oh shit, this is Maya Lopez's, uh, AKA echoes apartment. There's, interesting art on the walls. There's some, some just crazy stuff going on. And then bam, Clint Barton makes some noises. 
says, get out of there, get out of there. And then Echo gets a hold of Kate Bishop. Meanwhile, you get shot over to Clint Barton on the rooftop there, and he's getting beaten, getting beat down by a uh, figure with some night goggles. And there's some back and forth here. He shoots a uh, an arrow that essentially creates a wire connection between the apartment and the rooftop that they're on. So, and he's yelling to Kate Bishop, "Hey, slide down this thing, get over here." Again, still in still in a bit of a a tuffle with the night vision wearing person and and then it, it kind of it goes into a big action scene i'm not going to go into grave detail on this strike versus that what what i will say is kate bishop slides trot well let me rephrase this kate bishop attempts to slide down the wire to make it to the building uh after her first attempt or an extension of her first attempt because she stalled out there for a hot minute uh she makes it over Moments later, Maya Lopez makes it over there, and there, there's some ass-kicking going around. Uh, the uh, night vision woman, well, you find out, is a woman, and you also find out it's Yelena Belova, hits Maya with the, I, I'm not going to remember the name of it, but it's essentially the little black widow taser, tases her, you know, a bunch of stuff happens, and ends up launching uh, Kate Bishop off the building, but she is hooked with a restraint, so she doesn't, you know, fall to her death. Then there's uh, uh, several other sequences. Clint Barton cuts her loose. She lands on the Christmas lights. Maya's back up. Kate Bishop shoots Maya with an arrow. Maya dips out. Uh, there's a sequence of other events that take place real briefly. And then we find ourselves with Yelena Belova outnumbered and is essentially like, all right, peace. She dips out as well. We're left with Clint Parton. We're left with uh, Kate Bishop. And now seeing Yelena Belova's there, a black widow that they know, because that's that's essentially the faction they're from. It's not necessarily the character superhero's name. Unlike Scarlett Johansson, it was the role that she played was a black widow. And so now we have Yelena Belova, who is there because she was told that, hey, Clint Barton is the one that killed, or Hawkeye is the one that killed my sister, Natasha Romanoff. We've got Maya Lopez, who just got shot by an arrow via Kate Bishop, who had to dip out. Um, and we've got the situation now with, you know, Jack and Eleanor, and we're we're doing this big buildup, and I think that this this episode really kind of lended to that because, again, we started off where the previous episode ended with you know Jack holding his Ronin knife, a awkward conversation between Kate, Clint, Eleanor, Jack, and then it's more or less discovery for a little bit. They're figuring out, oh shit, uh, Jack Dupree is the CEO of Sloan. Sloan is the you know, the, the laundering or, or financial business that supports tracksuits. And it just kind of keeps, it keeps going. We get some of the softer moments and fun moments between Kate and Clint and leading up to, we have a kind of an unspoken character that doesn't know Clint Barton, doesn't know the significance of the relationship between um, Natasha Romanoff and Clint Barton. But what she does know is, or what she believes she knows is, hey, 
this dude killed my sister. I'm coming after your ass. And then Maya Lopez in, in the same vein is on the hunt uh, to correct or rectify the murderer of her father and the tracksuit mafia from years ago in which she believes is someone between Clint and Kate and which also is unconfirmed. So there's a lot going in, but I do feel like this has brought forward definitely a lot of questions that we're going to see answered in the next episode as it continues to build up guys. So again, a lot of speculation in regards to just, just about everything you can think of is Laura Bishop or was Laura Bishop a superhero or a support mechanism at a higher level for superheroes? Um, you know, big question who owned the Rolex, right? Big question. Who's the boss of the, who's the actual boss of the tracksuits? Is it Eleanor Bishop? Is it Kingpin? I don't think it's Jack Dupree on the regular, but it could be. Um, and just so many different questions, so many ways that this can be presented. The interesting thing is guys, we have two episodes left and that is absolutely it for this season. And I am very, very excited to see what's to come because now we got our first confrontation with Maya, Kate, Clint, and let's see, Maya, your, yeah, Maya Lopez, Clint Barton, Kate Bishop, and Yelena Belova on that rooftop. And now it's really, what's the next, what's the next step forward? Is Maya Lopez going to evolve? Is, is uh, Yelena Belova going to evolve in the sense for both of these characters that, hey, these aren't the bad guys we were misinformed, or are we just going to continue to get a battle between these guys? And who's the big boss? Again, is it Eleanor? Is it Wilson Fisk? Is it, who is it? Because it's someone that's been established for many years. We obviously see that uh, Eleanor has some obvious power because she runs and uh, she runs this huge organization, Bishop Security. So, Endless possibilities on this one, guys. Uh, I highly enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys did as well. Um, if you haven't caught up on the Hawkeye series, make sure and do that. That's available right now, the first four episodes with your Disney Plus subscription. So check it out. Or if your buddy, you know, has it, you can go over there and watch it too. Um, so that, that wraps up this episode, episode four of the Hawkeye series. We hope you guys are enjoying these podcasts and we've got a ton of new content coming out all the time. So again, we greatly appreciate those that are supporting the channel and you can do that easily by giving us a heart, giving us a thumbs up, depending on the platform you're listening to. And of course, following the content on YouTube, on Twitter and everywhere else. So you can always see what we are up to. That is what I got for you guys. I hope you again enjoyed this episode. I did uh, kind of diving in deep on some of this stuff and glazing over some of the other stuff. But regardless, I feel like this is as I have almost with every uh, new series. It's like, this is a great show. They've done a good job. The acting is point, uh, you know, is, is uh picture perfect. The, the, the whole shoot match is as it should be. And they've done a lot of work. Disney and Marvel has to uh, continue the continuity and continue to build the franchise. And this is one of many incredible things we'll see in the near future, guys. So we'll leave it at that. Thank you again so much for tuning in to the Culture Jack podcast. This is the OTE 
Hawkeye episode four. I'm Anthony. I was your host today. Again, have a great weekend, guys. We appreciate you.